Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Big League Chicago. I'm Rick here with Jack, and we are joined by Eric once again from JCA Sports. Eric, always always a pleasure to have you on with us, man. Oh no, yeah. Thanks for guys. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Of course, of course. Um, all right, so let's start off with the crosstown convo. Getting into it, Cubs and Sox. Um, obviously, they've. Uh, I think they've been. I mean, we we've had the All Star break here, and there wasn't too many updates. But I'll kind of go off on the Cubs just because. I mean, the Cubs are garbage, so I just kind of want to get no the Cubs out of the anymore, way. But that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> what did you say? I said no one cares anymore, but that's all right. <laughs> and that's why I just want to get it out of the way. Uh, so Cubs lose. Nine in a row before getting a W against the Mets before the break. They're currently 35-57. Uh, Cubs were uh, swept by the Dodgers, and then they got swept by the Orioles for two games. Got crushed 4-2 to two and then 7-1. to one. Uh, Ian Happ did add to his homers, which adds to its value, I think, for the trade market. Um, had 11 on the season, I believe. And then, uh, what was it, game two? They got crushed seven to one. Steel pitched the quality start, six innings pitch and three earned runs. But Chris Martin and Daniel Norris, two guys, I think Daniel Norris got DFA'd, but two guys who I don't know why the Cubs, you know, had them in the first place. But they gave up the the late runs to give the Orioles the win. No offense from the Cubs in this game at all. Um, but yeah, then the Amazons came into town for a five game set. They had one postponed, so they only played four. The Mets took three of four. Um, Mets destroyed the Cubs 8-0 game one. Game two was a little close, 2-1. Game three was closer, 4-3. And then the Cubs took game four, 3-2. And then kind of getting into the all-star break. But as of right now, you know, 35-57, the Cubs are like absolute trash. Um, there's really not too many bright spots, I would say, Eric. You know, obviously being, being a Cubs fan uh, like myself, there really aren't too many bright spots. I mean... That's kind of just been the fucking season so far. <laughs> you ain't lying, for real. <laughs> um, what is there? What what else is there to say? I mean, yeah, we, we kind of we saw it happening, especially in the off season with the moves that they made. And I mean, you could go as far back as last year with the trades, but I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we got we got excited for the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, when they were above five hundred, probably like the best hitting team in in all the major leagues for like a week and a half or something like that, something outrageous. <laughs> and then that was probably the only bright spot of the season. Now we're just talking about whether or not Ian Happ has value. You know, being on this team, you know, getting traded away, you know, you get everything back. You know, it went, it went from Wilson Contreras, yeah. and only Wilson to. Kyle Hendricks came up a week or two, a couple weeks back, and now Ian Happ now getting his first All Star. So, I mean, it's the the life of the Cubs right now, man. I mean, it just just sucks. No, nothing, nothing. Yeah, right. There's nothing, nothing good to say other than the Rickets are trash, the Cubs are trash. <laughs> you know, and we don't understand why they won't extend Wilson Contreras. Does he deserve better? Yes, but. Does he make your team better? Yes, definitely, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're doing. So it's kind of like, okay, if you don't know what you're doing, why am I interested in watching you guys perform Yeah, you know, day in and day out, day and night, night and day, and just and watch you guys if you guys are just complete trash and not really appeasing us to keep on watching you guys. So it's kind of like, eh. Yeah, and like, and like yeah, you said, earlier in the season, dude, it was like, 
wow, we have wow, a good offense, we're hitting really well, our pitching is actually decent, and then it was just like, bam, fell off that cliff after two weeks. Real quick. Real fucking quick, so. Real quick. Well, I don't know if you listened to three up. They were my pick for Icy this week. Um, they haven't been good at Wrigley, let's put it that way. And they haven't been good away. It's been 18 and 32 at home, 17 and 25 away. Uh, you know, the... Hitting hasn't been their issue. It's been pitching. It's been primarily the bullpen. They've been one of the worst bullpens in the, in the league, and the rotation's been mm-hmm. awful. Um, and then on top of it, I don't mean to pile it on to you guys, but last Thursday, the U.S. Attorney's <laughs> Office filed a lawsuit versus the Cubs in, in regard to a uh, issue with their wheelchair accessibility at Wrigley. So it's just it's one thing after another with the Cubs. and you know, um, It's just I, I had to say it. I had to say it. Yeah, if you're able, I was going to say, if you're able-bodied, cool, you're welcome. If you're not, get the fuck out of Wrigley, (laughs) apparently. That's what it's like. Uh, That was funny. And it it is pretty bad, too. I mean, I've only been to one Cubs game this year, and that was opening day. And it was a good one to go to, you know, against the Brewers, whatnot. Kyle Hendricks is on the bump. And honestly, that's been the only (laughs) game and probably will be the only game I go through in all year. My first opening game, opening day game. Mm -hmm. So... I might as well took advantage of it because I know I'm not going to be back there for a while. Um, but you're right. That wheels, the wheelchair accessibility sucks. Like it just, I don't even know where they're at throughout the stadium. You you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you'll see a random one or two. Yeah. And that's about it. And that one or two may or may not be behind a pole. So. Yeah, that's actually really true. I was, I was kind of thinking about that when I was listening to three up three down. I was like, holy fuck. I didn't even realize that, but now that I think about it, whenever I would go to games, I'm like, there. I've never seen any ramp, really, or anything. So that just kind of, and it just goes back to the season. Like, that's the kind of season the Cubs are having. They're talking about wheelchair accessibility instead of the team's performance. Like, that's how bad it's gotten. And like you said, Eric, like, you, you, you went to the, to the home opener, and that was probably the climax of the season. That was the best part of the season. Um, yeah. This this uh, this trade deadline in August is going to be interesting because you brought up Wilson, you brought up Ian Happ, which I think for sure they're getting rid of Ian Happ. I don't know how much value Wisdom and uh, Frank the Tank have. Uh, even even Nico at this point, like he's 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 got the best average of the team, you know, so he's doing pretty well for himself. Uh, I just don't know outside of Christopher Morrell, Seiya Suzuki. And maybe a couple of prospects that have already come up you keep from this team. Even Kyle Hendricks. I mean, I don't think he's added much value to himself or even like Stroman. But, you know, anything can happen. Anybody that needs a back-end rotation guy, pick up Hendricks, pick up uh, Stroman. Just just strengthen your, 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 uh, your starting rotation in the back-end. Oh. I mean, you could say bullpen, you could say pitching, you could even say players, man, because oh, yeah. mean, the Cubs desperately need players left, right, you know, first, second, wherever you want to go. I mean, you said Nico Harner, and I enjoy Nico, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're right, is is Nico for the future? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of hesitate a little bit. Well, well, no, maybe not. We're thinking about replacing him for Carlos Correa. Obviously, who wouldn't want Carlos Correa in the yeah. offseason? But if you kind of think about it, it's basically those two, two and a half guys, Morales, Suzuki. 
that's it. What are you gonna get from Patrick Wisdom? Not a lot. Yeah. You know, probably you know bottom half tier prospects, if that. Mm -hmm. Same for 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 Frank the Tank, Schwindy City, my boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to claim somebody this year, right? Yeah, right. Might as well Love get that. the guy Love with that. the coolest nickname. <laughs> Uh, what I mean, what can you get for guys that are you know close hitting their thirties, hit their stride kind of late, coming into the big leagues? Uh, Nico's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. I, you know, you probably get the same value, a little bit, not the same as Wilson, but more than Ian, if that makes any sense. I can see that because it's a guy who's in his mid twenties who has a lot of upside, um, and could give you you know they you can see what he's doing right now. He's performing for himself. You know, his mm -hmm. batting average is up there. I think it's flirting with the 300s. If not, it's already up there. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't seen the stats in a while, like so I kind of like 302 or something. There you go. See, yeah. so you're talking about a guy who who's who can consistently, you know, get decent on base percentage, bat over, you know, definitely for sure above the Mendoza line. That's what we all care about, anyways. <laughs> but it, it's it's a guy that, you know, it's interesting. Is he is he? In, do you think Nico's in for the future? Yes or no? Um. Dude, it's so hard to say. I the hesitation, the yeah. hesitation alone gives me the answer. That's just, true. Just the hesitation alone. That's true. Because you know you could get something. You know there's someone better out there. Mm. But at the same time, you don't know what else is out there. Yeah. So if you keep him as that quote unquote that bridge, uh, shortstop, I guess if we want to put it in that terms to to help you maintain, to at least get people to come in because everybody know who Nico is now. Yeah. You know it's it's good until somebody else either a via trade. Be via free agency, or see probably somebody better in the in, in the farm system will come out and will replace Nico Horner, and you don't mind seeing him leave for almost nothing at this point. Yeah, true. Yeah. And like you said, the hesitation there by me was like, yeah, that's true, right? Like, is he the bridge guy? Is he gonna be? Is he gonna hit for average for the rest of his career, or is this kind of like, you know, uh, an, uh, a uh, one of those years where he's like really good hitting, and then that's it, like that he plateaus after this, you know? So we'll see. I, I just. I'm just frustrated, yeah. you know. As a customer, I think you I, know what the fr and the frustration is real because it doesn't just go mm -hmm. beyond just the, what's on the field. It goes everywhere above and beyond behind that, you know. Exactly. Um, we had a segment yes was it yesterday on Monday on our podcast where we talked about out of all the franchises owners, like who who do you trust the most? You mm -hmm. know, I, Jose said uh, he doesn't trust. I mean, who do you trust the least? He doesn't <laughs> trust the McCaskies. I don't trust the Ricketts. So it's kind of like that's a that's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know who. So it, I think the Bears. I think I think the McCaskies are probably the worst ones, honestly. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good argument. I would say Ryan Store from McCaskies take the charge for me, but uh, I don't know. And you know what? We could, you know, Reinsdorf, You know, he doesn't really just because the Sox. And recent and the Bulls with the recent success so far this year, mm -hmm. and the Sox what they've done the last two three years, I mean he kind of went going under the radar because there's a lot more problems going on everywhere else and you know in the organization. I mean the Blackhawks are just you know we'll talk about that later, but <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah no, um, but you know he just he got lucky that right now the his two teams that he owns are mm -hmm. okay, and that's it until you know after that it's just plain mediocrity. From the last what ten years behind Derrick Rose era, whatever, and then yeah. whenever the White Sox were last time in the playoffs in what oh eight I believe it was, yeah, yeah. 
Before, the, before the recent success? Yeah, oh, before the recent uh, success. I think that's right. The Blackout game in like 08, 09, I think. Yeah, so so it's kind of like the the Chicago teams are not in good positions by anywhere near, you know, where the standards were supposed to be for a big market team. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's, and I think Rick well, and I have talked about that before. It's our frustration with the market size of Chicago and how many teams are rebuilding now in this city. And yeah. it's pathetic. And my only frustration, I guess, with Ryan Storff to close the door on that is his inability to invest. He, you know, he's invested in the Bulls. He's seen that long-term success. He saw a championship in 05 with the Sox. But, you know, they've never really given anyone over $100 million in baseball where we're talking about $500 million for for Soto. So that that's my only frustration. But if we went off recent success, it would have to be the McCaskies. Yeah, one hundred percent. I, I, and and I was kind of having this conversation with Kyle on Only Football. Like, football is the number one sport in America, and somehow the Bears in Chicago can't like get pay these players, or they're so cheap that they don't want to pay these players. And it's like you guys make stupid revenue because you guys are a football team. I think like they make the most, in my opinion. So yes. But remember that the majority of the Bears' salary doesn't necessarily go all to the Chicago Bears. They pay a big, heavy percentage to play in Soldier Field. I think throughout the whole – what's the NFL TV money is yeah. all Chicago Bears, right? Mm-hmm. What's revenue that's for the stadium and the stadium for the eight games, 25 to 20 – I think it was like 27% of that money that they get goes to the city of Chicago mm-hmm. and then and then the rest stays with the Bears. So if you're talking about a quarter of your money that you make on game days from food to jersey or to um you know equipment, jerseys, t-shirts, all that stuff, beer, all that 25% of it goes to the city of Chicago because the stadium is not yeah. theirs to own. That's true. So you're basically handcuffing yourself and all you're really banking on is the NFL money that you get for the TV revenue. And it may sound a lot, you know, I think it's like, what, 300 million, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot, but in reality, for a football team, for a team like Chicago, it really isn't. That ain't shit, yeah. Um, let's reel it back into baseball. Uh, Jack, yeah. you want to go into uh, the Sox a little bit? What's been going on with the, with the Sox? We're fucking back. We're fucking back. That's what I got to say. I'm, I am... I am fully back invested. It's been a great week. Eric's face. Eric can be, you know, Eric give me the faces. We're back at 500. The Twins look defeatable. They don't have the pitching. The Guardians, there's question marks there. And this lineup's getting hot, I think, as long as they stay healthy. But to break into it, uh, since we last chatted, they went 2-2 two and two in Cleveland with Dylan Cease and Lucas Giolito getting the wins in those games. And then the Twins series. This was a big one. This one, this series felt like a must-win, and that's exactly what they did. You know, they went in and, and outscored the Twins by a score of what was it? Of thirty-two to ten, winning oh three out God. of four. Um, and it was just pedal to the metal. I mean, Johnny Cueto was great. Michael Kopech, he's been a little bit shaky since that knee injury a few months ago. Um, mm. The worst of the news of the series was that Luis Robert took a ball kind of off the head. And left the game due to dizziness, and that was kind of Oof. the big question mark of this series. So we'll see what happens tomorrow as they kick off a series with the Guardians in Chicago. Yasmani is expected to return to the club here shortly, 
Uh, he's been with the Knights in Charlotte. And T.A. and Liam Hendricks, they repped the Sox in L.A. at the All-Star Game, which was exciting. Um, so those were really the cool things. Yeah. Um, you do like to see that they're looking to be buyers rather than sellers. The Sox have been linked to now infielder from Cincinnati, Brandon Jury, uh, who's hitting 278 with 18 homers, 86 hits, and 309 at-bats. Um, so it would be some stability to that second base position, potentially to third with the inconsistency of Yon Moncada and staying on the field. Hopefully he stays healthy as he's been swinging the bat better. But the consistency, the man, the myth, the legend, Jose Abreu, he has been unbelievable as of late. You know, July and June and July have been, it's been, it's been ridiculous. I mean, the guy is hitting, um, <clears throat> in his last 15, he's hit three, uh, 390, with an on-base of 431, slugging of 576, and OPS of one point over a point. Um, and he's risen his his average over a full point as it was 217 in early April, where he's not a big hitter. Um, actually, correction, it was not a full point, but he's at 304 now and looking to get higher. He's at a 2.8 war, and he's the he's just the man oh, to the wow. Pete, though. The guy is just, he, he wears the, <laughs> the team's hopes on his shoulders. When they lose, they, they show the camera on him, and he just looks like it's like he's just in defeated in battle. So, I, you know, it's character like that uh, that's going to lead this team back into it. Um, I know I've, I've been a little bit uh, disappointed. I think we all have been with this roster this year. But uh, like I said, I think this just is a, a very little bit. Just a little bit. Very winnable division, three games out at the All Star League. Yeah, and I was gonna say like them getting to 500, I feel like was a huge step, and I, and, and you know that's just a huge step forward for them to get to 500 because it's always usually like how you were saying, they're always getting there and then they they lose a game and now they're two games below, they lose one, they're three, they win a game, they're up, you know, like it was always like trying to play catch up, and now that they're at 500, hey, anything could happen, and like you said, the Twins are looking pretty, pretty not good right now. Carlos Correa only. It was only good that first half, and that's that's about it. And I have serious, serious question marks about that Pepple or the rotation. I know they're looking at Luis Castillo from mm-hmm. Cincinnati as well with the Yankees, um, but yeah. they really don't have anyone on that roster who'd be a solid, solid ace. Uh, you know, when you've got Sonny Gray, Dylan Bundy, and uh, I can't remember who else. You know, it, it's an irrelevant pitching yeah. uh, rotation. So. I just don't see that carrying them to October. I think Cleveland's got the best pitching yeah. rotation potentially in the division out of the three teams, but I think the Sox can overtake them. I think it's going to be a big set of games here starting tomorrow here at the rate. Um, but I think the excitement's back. The club is is starting to put the ball out of the park. Uh, I want to see someone reach the 20 home run mark here shortly. It's not really near on the horizon quite yet. I think the closest to that is like 13 or 14, but um We'll see. We'll see. I, I have some high hopes for this team again, and I'm interested to see what Eric's feeling about it because I don't think he's as optimistic as I am. I know he's a Cubs fan, but um, from the Notorious first Sox hater, but uh, I'm interested to see what he's got to say. You know, the team's been better, better of late. Better, better of late. Like to me, I think they caught this. This uh, this win streak, this this whatever they got going on at the wrong time before the All Star break. Oh, no. Anybody can say like, oh yeah, you know we got a win streak at the All Star break. I mean that's all fine and dandy, but 
you know, you have now a whole week off, you know, at least four <laughs> days, four to five days off to your next game, you know, between between the, you know, between your last game and your first game after the break. This team is the per- the perfect example of being consistently inconsistent. And you guys, you know, just hit it on the head right now. You know, they win a series here, they think they're back, and then they lose a few series after that, and they're like, oh, we're crap, and it's, and the pitching's not there. And then when the pitching's there, the hitting's not there. When the hitting's there, the pitching's not there. And when the hitting and pitching is there, the defense is not there. And when the defense is not there, mental lapse happens. It's just so I, – I, again – I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I think me picking the White Sox to win the World Series in the beginning of the, uh, beginning of the season, I feel very proud of myself feeling like I have this curse that I have on the White Sox, you know, from them not being successful or whatnot. So I'll take credit where credit's due. Oh, but for them to be 500, <laughs> for me, for them to be 500 around this time, it's lucky. Let's, let's, be, let's call it how it is. It's pretty lucky because their division is weak. And it's the weakest division in all of baseball right now at the moment. Um to where the to, the teams are competitive, and I say mm-hmm. that in air quotes, because the this division should have been competitive from the start. This team, this division should have been yeah. walked away and and probably won by now with, with how talented the White Sox are. With that being said, man, look, I am I. Am I optimistic about the White Sox turning around? No, because they have to prove it to me first. I guess what helps them is that very weak schedule in August where I think they only play one or two teams that are above 500 and Mm -hmm. all the teams are there below. So, like, if you really want to talk about gaining ground, I think that's a perfect opportunity, right, before you go back in September and you play everybody in your own division. But with that being said, being at 500 right now, being in third place, having that weak schedule in August, all it takes is losing a series or two, and then now the fires are going to start coming up again for the Chicago White Sox. And how the confidence in how I was in the beginning of the season choosing the White Sox as the champions will probably fade away. And even let's just say hypothetically they turn around and they have this amazing game, you know, series turnaround and starting to run away with the division – question is do you think they can beat anybody else in the american league Mm, no i don't have confidence in them at all what's what so the only way they're making it if they come out of the division or come out of the central and if they come out of the central no faith against any teams in the al and the american league in the east i I think i will say though like in baseball baseball, like it's just kind of a thing where you get to the playoffs and it's anybody's game at that point like you get in and it's it's really anybody's game because I think I think of all the four major league sports, baseball has that to it. Like, hey, it's really anybody's league because when you get to basketball, football, and like hockey, it's like usually the top teams are the ones who get into like the the, the championship, right? And it's almost like yeah, yeah, you can bet on that. But when it comes to baseball, man, it's just you. There's so many examples, right? Like of like shitty wildcard teams getting in like the nationals a couple of years ago right like it was like whoa they won that was random you yeah. know wasn't it wasn't also the same year that none of the home teams have won that world series was I, it that one that yeah, the nationals I think, you think it was right i think so like, yeah. all the games have been won on the road or something yeah. so look it's fun they i uh can they do it yeah they have the talent <laughs> i mean we picked them in the beginning of the season they have the talent <laughs> But can they can they do it consistently? And that's what I'm actually looking forward to is how quickly that flip will switch. 
that series when the when the month of August comes and they probably their first three series they only won one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How much how much how much traction can that game? You know, how many games are there behind behind the twins? You know, all those are start questioning. And even if you get hot at the right time towards the tail end, there are other teams that are way better than them in the in in the AL. So you know what? Good luck. <laughs> uh, I'll be here. I'll be sitting, and then they might get an extra game in the playoffs this year instead of the one in the last two. So that's well, that's the highest hope I give them right now. But <laughs> go White Sox. My curse is still alive, and it's going well. Oh, I, I understand oh, your concerns. Man. They're very fair. Uh, I'd love to see more consistency, and I'd love to see less players hurt. <laughs> you know, as we enter, <laughs> exit the All-Star break, I, my only point to the rest is that it's necessary in the sense that we needed Luis Robert to get hurt, or healthy. We needed Eloy to, to finally feel ready, and we need, you know, our catcher, <laughs> Yasmani Grandal, who's been out for a month and a half. So, with... With, with names that are at sort of certain positions, you know, Zebby Saval has been great. Gavin Sheets has been good at times. Andrew Vaughn has been great. You know, Abreu's been great since it's turned hot out. So I I do feel confident in the sense that this lineup's starting to build more confidence, and I think as they do get healthier, they will become more competitive. Uh, we did see them take series, and they did sweep you know, Boston in Boston, which was exciting. Uh, they did take a few games from the, the Yankees this year, so I do think they can compete in a, in a competitive experience, and, and they needed losing necessarily, you know, as much as it sucks to say, but losing to the Astros in the playoffs last year with more experience for these guys, and you know, most of that roster, if anyone, had not been to the playoffs. So... Uh, that's kind of all I'm looking for is, is some more experience and more uh, desire to play in October. And once they, uh, we'll see, you know, yes, you've got a fair point. I mean, they've been completely trashed compared to everyone in the AL East. They've been trashed to anyone that's been in the AL West. Um, so it, it, that's what they're going to have to face in October. And if you can't overcome it, you're not going to win a championship. And that, that I can, I can definitely get behind. And I understand that, but, uh, I'm definitely more hopeful than I was a month ago. I can tell you that. I think Rick <laughs> can agree with that. Yeah, you you just sound more hopeful, dude. Like it's not it's not even comparable. Oh, it's nine day. <laughs> uh, like probably like two episodes ago, Jack was like, "I don't fucking know, man. I think it's over." You know, so we you know, but now it's better. They're they're five hundred. Only three games back. Again, they have that weak schedule or that weak opponent schedule in August. Um, so we'll, we'll keep an eye out for the Sox there, uh, for the team in the South on the South side, like, uh, Eric likes to refer to them. Um, let's move on into, uh, some quick little, little bits about, uh, Hawks. So let's, let's move into Hawks talk, Jack. What you got? What do you got on the Hawks? Another, uh, cheap store team that, uh, that is underperforming, I guess. Uh, a little bit more of, I guess, positive news as it sounds like. Patrick Kane will be standing, will be standing staying put for at least another month or so. Uh, more expectation would be that they are more likely to trade him in the middle of the year as his contract becomes a little bit less high and they're able to uh, be a little bit more intriguing to teams. They have said they're potentially willing to eat half of his contract to uh, boost their reward in that sense. New York has been tossed around as a very popular option for Kane oh. as his favorite line mate potentially of his career and as of Artemi Panarin. Um, 
and it's Broadway. Who wouldn't want to play on Broadway and the big lights in New York City? So I, I can understand that as well. Me. Hopefully Me. that I isn't want to play the there. case. I, I think everyone growing up in this city watching this team would assume, would just assume Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tate would retire as Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as as much as things have changed in the last three years, four years, you know, that that picture has become much, 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 much more dark, and, and it's seeming to be that that won't be the case um, unless something drastic changes. And emotionally, I've prepped myself <laughs> for that. I, you know, I watched Brankett kind of tore around the Ottawa rink, and that was a little uh, bit tough to watch. But, you know, you got to understand that this <laughs> team needs this. They need a teardown. They're not going to be good for a long time. Yeah. Um, it, it sucks. It is what it is. I think, you know, as as Hawks fans, we can't be too upset because we were cherished with those three Stanley Cups in, in 2010, 13, and 15. So it, in that aspect, you know, I, I take my wins and losses. Would I trade what we're going through now for then? No, I wouldn't. And I think most Hawks fans wouldn't either. Um, and any logical sports fan will understand that this is what this team needed. This team was uh, something that was just trying to be thrown together in pieces that would be working when Stan Bowman was in charge. Davidson has clearly thought that he's got a clear mind that he wants to rebuild and reshape this team as long as the Hawks office gives them the time. And, and it looks like a lot of time. It looks like it could be a five-year window at this point um, yeah. to develop his team and, and going out and acquiring all those draft picks like we talked about in last week's episode was a great start of it. I'm still not as confident in this year's draft as I will be next year. Uh, but it's it steps in the right direction. It steps to kind of erasing what this team looked like the last two years and, and trying to get them back on a winning track in terms of kind of irrelevant but irrelevant-ish news. They did sign Max Domi to a one-year, $3 million contract, son of Ty Domi, former fighter. Um, and so that's an interesting contract. And then they also signed former Red Wing and King Andreas Antetheciu, to a one-year, I think, three-ish million-dollar deal as well. You would expect those guys to be trade pieces come deadline time um, yeah. for more draft picks, and that's that's reality of the situation. I'm not gonna <laughs> hold my head on it. I hope most fans aren't <laughs> because it's it's gonna be a dark time, and it gets even darker. You know, unfortunately, after 16 years, 16 long years, and a guy who wore the sweater. Eddie Olchek is no longer in the color booth. It's a really sad realization. It's almost yeah. one of the more harder and realer changes that's been happening within the Blackhawks for people to accept. But Eddie O's gone, and he's going to, he's going to Seattle. He's going to be uh, helping out with the Seattle Kraken and continuing to announce games for TNT. He was uh, he was very emotional talking out on sports networks and channels um, about his departure from the Blackhawks. It sounded like. Um, the Hawks had given him an offer, but something that wasn't really valued to Olchuk, and he, he seeked his talents elsewhere. And that's kind of how it went. The Hawks did post a, a, uh, a uh, post on Instagram saying they were disappointed in him leaving, that they had kind of tried to flip it so it was Olchuk's fault, but in reality, oh, it doesn't God. sound like the Hawks kind of lowballed him with an offer, and that led to him walking out the door. Um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be a new look. It's gonna be a completely different sounding and looking team next year. I can tell you that. So that's that. I was gonna say that sounds like a cheap store move right there. Just lowballing a fucking guy that's been with you forever. Um, 
And really, the only guys they ever he ever did pay was Cannon's Hayes. So you know, I mean, yes and no. You got your you got your cheap stuff moments here and there, but yeah, I I, I was a kind of a little bit like shit. Edzo gone. You know, like like you said, it's gonna be different. And we had just uh, just this past year. God, I always forget his name. He just retired as well. Play by play. What was his name? Pat Foley. Pat Foley. Yeah, we we just had him retire this past season. So. It's gonna be like you said, just brand new, brand new Blackhawks team, just up and down, uh, just all over the place. But uh, yeah, uh, Eric, what do you got on that? So on our podcast, I'm the guy with the running <laughs> joke of how um, I don't I don't watch preseason hockey. I really I wait till the regular season, which is quote unquote the playoffs. Um, <laughs> that that's just me. Um, but also at the same time, I only watch it when the Hawks are on. So. It's been a while since I've watched regular season hockey for 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 a period amount of time now. Uh, it, it's it's a sport that I just hopped on the moment they started winning, and I, I'm proud to say I'm a bandwagoner. You know, and then the playoffs I watched when they won. I was at the parades. I, I did yeah. all that in in the bag of chips, and then ever since that is kind of like okay, up and downs, up and flows. But like Jack said, it's a it's a it's a total rebuild from the bottom up and up. I'm talking about even the broadcast booth. Uh, the fact that they wouldn't pay Edzo is kind of kind of weird. I mean, you're going to need somebody to be as either entertaining or, you know, giving you greater detail on what's going on with the team on the broadcast on broadcast booth, you know, over TV. And Eddie was the perfect fit. The fact that they didn't want to pay him, it's a shame. And now it's, it's going to be hard watching this team kind of start all over with a new group. Mm-hmm. And if you would have kept Edzo, it wouldn't have been as bad as it is now today without him. So, yeah, I, I'm going to be listening to you guys when Jack speaks about the Blackhawks, about the really, really bad and the really, really ugly and the little, little good that they might come out for the next, like you said, five or six years, you know. And that time, my daughter will have a quinceanera when the Blackhawks will be good again. So, yeah. yeah. Man. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's it's sad, but like Jack said, uh, three and five, you'll take that anytime. I think everybody was happy around that time when they won. Everybody was yeah. on parades. Everybody was a Blackhawks fan for a time or two. And, um, yeah, that, we're, we're in this situation. Those contracts kind of kill the Blackhawks to do anything from here on out. I mean, true, yeah. Hit around the head. Well, and um, the one thing I want to say, and I, for people that don't necessarily follow hockey as much as others, is it is such a hard league to keep under the salary cap. Or keep, you know, I think you have to have a team assembled at around the $88 million mark. So when you really do have two contracts in the, the range of $10, $12 million a year, like, Rick, or like Eric just said, it really it, – it just it limits what you can do, and it limits your options when you sign them to two uh, exact deals for eight years, and that's what was necessary. And like I said, you know, it's two guys that won you Stanley Cups. So mm-hmm. you know, it's your captain for you know, it's been your captain for the last sixteen years. Um, yeah, but it, it's 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 a really weird thing to accept. But uh, I guess you know you we're gonna see eighty eight and nineteen potentially, other than. Here in Chicago. And the health. Health was a big issue, too. The moment Taze couldn't, I don't know, whatever diet he took or whatever happened to him or mm-hmm. his body kind of shut down. Duncan Keith was never the same. I mean, he got up there in age. Uh, 
Seabrook know, couldn't stay healthy. Seabrook, yeah, Seabrook. Yep. I mean, the Hosa had the uh, allergy issue Crawford, with his equipment. Yep, a lot Crawford, of things. A lot of things. A lot of things happen. You know, Crawford not being in goal anymore, and then the you know back and forth on it. Uh, the only one that kind of stayed consistent, I guess you can say, is Kaner here and there. You yeah. know, but when nobody else was performing around him, it, he was kind of a solo dolo type of guy. And he, he really didn't. He it didn't show anything else outside of that. So it's kind of like. It, it was it was a tale of two stories to where like it's the contracts, but also everybody else that was involved in it that just literally derailed this organization to where it's at today. Yeah, and it was and, and yeah, I didn't even, and yeah, it was just one of the things I guess like you guys mentioned like I didn't even really think about like all that kind of shit happened like one after the other. Hosa, Crawford, all these guys started going down, and obviously you had Taze all of last year pretty much miss it. So, um, but. I, you know, it sucks to say, but that, you know, that era was great. <laughs> it was a great era. Kaner is, is Kaner. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a three-time cup winner. He's he's going to have his jersey retired. It's going to be awesome for him as well as Taze, you know. Um, but it, I guess it's time to move on with Kyle Davidson. So, you know, is what it is now. And, Jack, I'm sorry. You're going to – I mean, all of Chicago's gonna Chicago is going to suffer for, <laughs> for a few years until, uh, until Eric's uh, 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 daughter turns 15. and. That's, I am assuming that's a while, so. <laughs> um, yeah. I've got something for you. Let's move on to the other cheap Storf team, which, you know, with Zach Levine on it, not so cheap. Uh, the C-Rit segment for the Bulls. Uh, obviously, we talked about, I think, last week, last week's episode, we talked about Zach Levine's contract, his max contract. Eric, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on it because I think uh, when they were in the playoffs a few months ago, right, I was on your podcast and you'd ask me about it. Would I do it? I think I said yes. I'm positive I said yes. And here we are now, post-max contract. Apparently he only talked to the Bulls. What are you thinking on the on the Zach Levine situation? I mean, you got to take his word for it, right? That's, that's the only person, that's the only team we talked to was the Bulls, yeah. you know, money-wise situation. So, I mean, he said he wanted to be here. Chicago, what, what was his quote? Chicago is my home or Chicago is something? He said something. Yeah. I think he says Chicago is home, yeah. Chicago is home. Cool. Uh, I, I was always a big proponent of, you know, if the Bulls give this guy this contract, I think they're going to be in basketball hell within the next couple of years <laughs> for sure. I mean, yeah. it's a win-now type of situation. But now given the situation – on how to build this team a little bit better. Um, I, I always looked at it. This team needed help with interior help with defense and shooting. And I still think they are coming out and coming into the season needing interior help and shooting. Uh, look, it, I mean, it, it had to be done. There was yeah. nobody else in the market that would, the Bulls wanted to re-sign. I don't think Zach Levine wanted to get paid even less and well, for one year less. I think if mm-hmm. this was the right fit, in the right situation for him to stay in Chicago. I mean, it is what it is. I was, a, I was always the guy that said no, but at a, it, it, there was no other deal, no other way to be, to play it. So this was the only card and the card and the bulls play that card. Now, how do you build around it? That's a whole different entire story mm-hmm. with drumming now in, in, in the fold, you know, now you got to worry about health. You know, we have uh Dragic coming in who might be a backup, to to Lonzo when he comes in, but let's let's be honest, he's going to be starter for the first quarter of the season, if mm-hmm. that. While mm-hmm. Lonzo comes in, and I still see even when Lonzo comes back, he's still going to be the starter. So Lonzo gets his legs back. So that's that. Yeah. Kobe White is another situation. 
whether you keep them or you trade them, that's that's also up in the air too as well. And then the two people that I mean the Dale and Terry that they drafted. So Bulls still need help shooting. Bulls yeah. still need help defensively. Uh, and we're we're gonna see. There's I've seen a lot of summer league because I wanted to watch Dale and Terry play, but the one that also caught my eye a lot was Marco Sinaminovich. Yeah, play a little bit. Six eleven, six eleven, two forty something. I'm like, where the hell is it? Where, where did they stash this dude at? You know, yeah. I remember the name. The name sounded familiar, but I didn't know where he was at. I thought he was in the G League. Apparently, he was over in Europe, and he gained that amount, amount, amount of muscle. So I'm like, all right, okay. If he comes out to the player that he looked like to be in 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 the summer league. I think the Bulls found themselves the interior help that they need yep. for a dude who's 6'11". So, at the moment, I'm kind of like, all right, it's more of a wait and see than being more exciting than anything. Mm-hmm. Bulls signed Zach. I guess I got to live with it now. And then <laughs> hopefully within the next three years, they at least make two Eastern Conference finals and then a finals appearance maybe just once. And then the contract mm-hmm. kind of, I guess, kind of played itself out. Yeah, and and I feel like I was going like scrolling through Twitter, and a lot of people were excited for for the signing, right? Zach Levine, we love him, blah blah blah, right? And I we were talking about this last week, where I was just like, now he just has to take that next step, man. He needs to be that guy who is the one who scores, who takes over games, because Demar, him and Demar played really well, but Demar was obviously that guy that was taking over in in games when when it seemed lost, right? Um, so he just needs to take that next step, and and you know with this contract, like you said, it's you got the five years, you got the max contract that you wanted. Now fucking play like a max contract player. Um, and then you know you mentioned T- uh, Dale and Terry and uh, Simonovich, and Dale and Terry man exited the last I think it's fourth summer league game. It was fourth summer league game with a knee injury or something, or a hamstring or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a hamstring. Yeah, it was a hamstring, and I'm just like. Why does this always happen to us, man? Fucking leg injuries to, like, these guys, these players. D- Nobody needs to be reminded about D-Rose. I don't think any of us need to be reminded about D-Rose. I don't mind it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, still. You know, like him, Joe King, like that whole squad. And, then you know, that was, that was the best. It was the best in my time. Um, but, you know, he goes down, and he was doing really well. You know, they picked him at number 18. Um, he was averaging 14 points, 57% shooting, uh-huh. uh, but that was only in four games, right? So there was, I don't know how many more summer league games there are, um, but he was doing really well. You know, as an 18th pick, uh, I think he, he's going to come in, uh, you know, be be a nice nice guy off the bench with uh, Io. And then, you know, with Simonovic or Simonovic, whatever it Simonovic, I think that's Simonovic, yeah, something like that. Gaining that muscle, being that big guy. Uh, <laughs> Jack's like, duh, 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 duh. Uh, <laughs> being that, that guy, you know, like you said, like, where did this guy come from? He could be this just surprise guy because, he, I mean, they, they played him for a couple games last season, even during the playoffs when they were getting blown out, of course. But, you know, he played, so he still got some sort of experience, you know, in the playoffs, regular season. So hopefully he blossoms into, you know, our center. Um, because obviously, uh, Vooch isn't going to be that guy. I think we're, I think if they don't trade him, they're just going to let him play out his contract and we're pretty much bank on P will and, uh, Simonovic or whatever his name is. So I honestly do believe that AK, uh, his press conference, when they uh, presented Dalen Terry, he said the core, 
And so his core is his guy is Vooch since he was his mm-hmm. first move that he made getting Vooch. Um, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, Patrick Williams, who was his first guy that he drafted. So that's his mm-hmm. core, and I think he's going to ride with it until he mm-hmm. knows that there's nothing involved, right? If there was a lot of involvement of Kevin Durant, you know, where you trade Vooch and, and yeah. Patrick Wills and, you know, half of the whole Chicago Bulls organization that's not named <laughs> Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and everybody else. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it just – it once I heard the core – I knew Vooch is not going anywhere. None of these guys are going anywhere other than yeah. probably Kobe White and maybe a f- random few players here and there. And that's about it. So we're stuck with Vooch probably to the end of his contract. That's 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 going to be the end of it all. And everybody else mm-hmm. is going to play until their contract is up, up until Zach Levine's last year or two of his contract when they might get traded if they don't see any progress coming out from here. Like the Bulls. Zach Levine, that contract scares me because what I seen, what I seen in the playoffs is what I seen a lot in Zach Levine as a bull, and as mm-hmm. a guy who can't handle the rock and pressure situations, and and show and doesn't even show up. You know, he's great. He's been improving year in year out. And yes, I get it. Let me take a step back or two, right? It's the first time in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and and everything like True. that. But even in the regular season, you kind of seen that the moment Demar Derozan came in and started shining, he kind of. He wasn't even there, and then they they say the injury that he had in January and still playing with an injury. I think that was kind of a to me, right? And I, I'm not I'm, to me. I'm, I'm staring yeah. up the pop. I think to me, I felt like he kind of chickened out towards the end and seeing Demar Derozan and felt like, wow, he's getting all this love, and I, he just got here. I've been here for this amount of years. How come you guys never? You know, I felt like he felt butthurt. Yeah. So yeah. I can see that, yeah. So hopefully this all changes. Hopefully, you know, Lonzo is key. Healthy. Everybody stays healthy. I think Pat Will is going to be that guy who's going to start coming out. I think it's a, a really early prediction right here. Uh, most improved player is going to be Patrick Williams this year. I like that. And Eric's usually right about these things. He's been right about so many things so far. So I'm just going to go with what he said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> most improved player, P. Will. And I, what, are you, what are you expecting out of Io this upcoming season? So with Io, I seen I I seen this dude I seen dude and he bulked up. He also put on some muscle, right? And I had my buddy who mm. uh, Daniel Greenberg. If you guys don't follow him, Shy Sports Update. Um, I I talk to him very often here and there, mm. and they like how how he might be in in obviously he's going to be in that same category with um, Alex Caruso and Dalen Terry in the second team. But they what they like the most is that the guy has been improving his mid range. Um, he's been in the gym. He's been up at 4 a.m. Going to the gym, going to, um, the Bur- not the Bertle Center. What's the one that's called right now, right here? Um, uh, um, I can't right remember. Street I don't Center. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's been up, he's working out. He put on some muscle. They like what they see in him. Uh, AK said his role is going to bump up a little bit. Um, he'll be a perfect fit with that dog of a team with Alex Caruso in it, you know, um, but that, that's the thing. You know, I told him, but how many, how many guards are really going to play? He's like, yeah. at the moment, at the moment, they'll guarantee outside of the guarantees, which is Caruso, Lonzo, uh, Dragic, Levine, out of those four or five players, um, it's going to be up to IO to whether or not he's going to replace Kobe white. And, um, and also, you know, run for his money for Dale and Terry. But Dalen Terry says yeah. that he might fill in for for DeMar DeRozan for most of the playing time. So and I'm just like, okay. 
And so yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking when they drafted him. I was like, oh, okay, D Rose got some some like uh, yeah. a sub really right right around there. Yeah, and he, I, but like I said, he, he's he's game, he's good insight. He he knows a lot. He he posts him a lot. If you don't follow him on Twitter, Shy Sports Update. Um, he's saying Drummond. Drummond's gonna. He looks pudgier. So that's the one thing he told me from <laughs> about Drummond. Drummond looks a little pudgy. So yeah, I'm just like hey, hey, he's an all star though. Look, man, it, it doesn't matter. He just he's 28 years old, so he has time to to get in shape and like that. But he, from the last time he remember, he looks a little pudgy. Uh, so yeah. Drummond's really um, only 20. That's that's the latest I got. Huh? Drummond's really only 28. Yeah, he's 28. That's crazy. What the. F- he's been in the league for a long time but remember he came out of college very young guys so that's the only reason why you probably feel like he's, uh, okay. he's, he's been in there he's about to be in his 10th yeah year so that, yeah i'm just well even when he told me that i'm like damn for real i'm like dude remember he came out of college at 19 i'm like fuck it's, it's damn, 10 years I didn't guys realize that it fits, yeah. it fits it's but yeah he's about to be 29 this year when the season starts i think I think when the season starts, don't call me on that. But he's going to be 29 this year. Yeah, he's knocking on that Redoop. But, again, he's, he says he looks pudgier. So, you know, that's 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 my insider on Bulls, man. I'm like, what you got? He's just one tweet away. And that's that's all I get. So what I get from you, what you get from me, Hell yeah. what you get from me, I get from him. So outside of what <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. a little bit myself. So everybody listening, just put your money on uh, Drummond getting just really fat and I.O., Taking over Kobe. <laughs> for real. I, he's the talks the talks for Kobe have been up there, man. Uh I, yeah. there's new suitors coming in and now and uh, I I I to me personally, guys, you might think I'm crazy, but I think it's it, it fits that Kobe sticks around and they don't trade him because mm. after next year, you're gonna lose out on Dragic, right? Io DeSumo becomes, I think, a free agent next year too, because he's the second round, so his contract doesn't pass after three years, I believe. So you're gonna need okay. a new crop coming in, right? Io may yeah. be your point guard. Lonzo with the is it inconsistency with his health issues. Uh, you're gonna need that guard, the, a lot of guards in this team, and they're gonna the eight, the five, six, seven guards that they have, they're gonna have just Caruso, Lonzo, Zach Levine. And that's it, and Io DeSumo. And that's it. That's the only four yeah. that they got. So it makes sense to keep Kobe on a cheaper deal, but then I would understand if you want to trade him because right now he doesn't fit the mold. So yeah, I mean, and Kobe's got incon. I mean, he's got perimeter shooting, like, but it's very inconsistent too. You know, like he, you could get some good threes from him, like if he's hot. It, it's very. I don't want to say it's very rare, but it's not like consistent. So. Um, I always thought they were going to trade him this year for sure. I thought I thought they were going to. They should have traded him at the deadline last year, where his value was at the highest when he was playing at his yeah. highest at that time. I felt like that's where you should have gotten something from him, whether if it was a high second round draft pick or not, or a player to be mm-hmm. named, or whatever cash considerations, whatever whatever rules that mm-hmm. they played. Just get something, man. get something from him, <laughs> and I thought that that was going to yeah. be it. But I, I'm not surprised he stuck around. But I'm I won't be surprised if he still be if he sold the Chicago Bull by the end of the year. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll then we'll uh, keep an eye on that. But you know, Eric's got the insider info, so we'll uh, we'll, we'll be uh, <laughs> we'll be messaging him, see what he's got. Uh, Jack, you got anything on the Bulls? You guys covered uh, but, it well. All right, <laughs> let's. Uh, <laughs> 
Let's move on to a little bit of news. Oh, I did want to mention real quick, DeMar was like killing it in the Drew League. 30 points, 14 rebounds, and there's one Drew League game, and he almost fought some random player. That was pretty cool. I like to see that intensity from him. I really like to see that from him. And he's like 32, 33 years old. I don't know. It's cool to see. I mean, hey, look, ball players ball. They'll ball anywhere, whether if it's in the cages in New York yeah. or in Drew Leagues. You know, they're going to ball. That's how they That's how they live, and that's yeah. how they make their money, so... I, I like to true, see that from him. True. Same. Uh, just don't get hurt, uh, Demar. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to just a little tidbit. Bears breakdown. Eddie Goldman uh, retires at twenty eight. He had uh, recently had signed with the Falcons after the Bears had cut him. Uh, twenty years old, but you know he. I guess he decided to call it quits. And I mean. What else can you say other than he had one good year with the Bears and then just completely declined after that 2018 year when they should have won the Super Bowl? But, uh, yeah, I just thought it was interesting, you know, 28 years old. <laughs> 28 years old, um, he was getting paid by the Falcons. I don't know, maybe he just didn't like the Falcons. Maybe it's an outside thing. He did sit out the COVID year, so it's a health thing maybe. I don't know what it is with him, but... The, you know, I don't think he ever reached his full potential. Uh, like I said, his best year was 2018, 40 total tackles, three sacks, five tackles for loss and a safety, and basically fell off a cliff after that. I think he had maybe like in the uh, mid-20 tackles for the next couple of years. Um, but I, I feel like in, in, in a lot of the talk with, around Eddie Goldman was it just felt like he was just lazy. He got paid, and then he just kind of got lazy. I don't know. I don't know what you guys really think about that, but I just thought it was an interesting note on uh, Goldman. That sounds about right. I agree. It's tough to go after, you know, the, the, the people that sat out COVID, I understand it, and there's, there's tons of reasons and, and understanding towards that. Um, yeah. It didn't sound like the Bears loved how he came back or was coming back and they cut him. And in the long run, it's looking like uh, a move that at least he wasn't arrested. So, like, I'm, I'm taking this as uh, a as, as spike losing series as a win. <laughs> that we know of. So that we know up. of. That is so messed up. I, I know. It, it was, it's been Byron Pringle, the linebacker that was on the Colts last four. year. Like, it's just been everybody. four that the Bears, well, they signed this offseason, have been arrested. So, yeah, it's not a, it's not a good and, look. And then you get – And then they get Nikhil Harry, who on his way out from the Patriots, coaches were like, yeah, he doesn't really communicate with us. Like, we'll, we'll hit him up and he just won't answer back. And I'm just like, great. What is, what else, you know, like what's going to happen here with Nikhil Harry and all these guys? But – yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, interesting. <laughs> take by Jack. I'm not like that. Um, but he's not lying. He's not lying. He's not lying whatsoever. But uh, yeah, it's kind of been on the Bears. I mean, I just Eddie Goldman. I always thought him and um, him and uh, goddamn it, what's his name, Nichols. I always thought those two guys were gonna be like, oh man, these guys are gonna be good. And they really kind of just turned out to be like Tommy Harris's. Uh, if you guys can remember old Tommy Harris from back in the. Back in the glory days of 06. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow, Rick. Uh, wow. We'll see. No, I mean, look, it, I, yeah. I, I felt it from the moment that he stepped out of that COVID year that he didn't want to come back. Um, his motivation and his drive wasn't there. You get it. It happens, and it happens mm -hmm. It happens to, to the best of us. I mean, that's why the NFL stands for not for long. You know, at 28, the dude is retiring. You know, you said health <laughs> issues. Cool, great. He got paid and he got lazy. Yeah. Cool, great. 
you can kind of see it. It happens to everybody. The only reason why we polarize it just a little bit more is because the dude was here for what five, six years, however long he was here. Um, yep. He was a second round draft pick from from Brian Pace, and so, um, yeah. I mean, cool. Congratulations. Is, yeah. is that the right thing to say? Yeah, congrats on the retirement, I guess. I guess. I Thanks. <laughs> I mean, at least you could say he only played he for the Bears. Back, so I guess. Yeah, yeah, he only played for the Bears because he only True. he only got the contract from from uh, from the Falcons. Probably got his guaranteed money and be like, all right, I'm going to retire. Or he probably saw the situation <laughs> from the Falcons, how messed up it is, and he's like, yeah, I don't want to be here because then I don't want to be this guy with this team. <laughs> I was that's 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 kind of what i was thinking i was like he's like well i guess the falcon signed me but nah right. like i don't want to do that you know like let me just get my little so. you know few hundred thousand dollars you know bonus signing bonus check in from them and then i'm like all right guys deuces i'm out yeah call it a fucking day yeah. after that so <laughs> uh yeah bears are still winning 10 games bears there but um <laughs> you think so you think they're winning 10 games i the sketch. What insider it's the do you have? For me, guys. Got no, this that. is just me personally. It's the ins- oh, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. It's, it's, it's the schedule for me. Yeah. It's the schedule for me. It's where I feel like, all right, I can see where the like I can see where the Bears could probably squeak out 10, 11 wins. So to, to the point where I could kind of see the Bears kind of being at five hundred at the same time, um, and a wide open division. I like Aaron Rodgers still at Green Bay, so you know, it, no matter what wide right receiver is there, you and I could be going to Green Bay. I mean, I don't want to suit for the Packers, but I'm just saying, like, if we could suit up there and we could still be potential <laughs> Hall of Famers for for not nah, maybe not potential Hall of Famers, but we'll be some decent wide receivers right there as long as we know how to catch balls. Yeah, footballs. Let me let me quote that right. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say whoa whoa whoa. Uh, but I could I could I kind of see the schedule. The schedule helps out. Look, the only tough part of the schedule is probably like week eleven to like fifteen. I know they have the Eagles, the Bills, um, Eagles, Bills, yeah. something like that. The Packers in between there, and then one more team after their bye, and then it just softens after that. That's probably like the only tough part of their schedule that they got. I mean, other than that, I mean, look, I already counted week one as a win simply because they're mm-hmm. training away Jimmy G, which is the stupidest idea from the 49ers, but that's a whole different podcast. So I can see him <laughs> going 1-0 and to start off the season. And I can see – I see it I, – I don't know why part of me is telling me 10 wins for the Chicago Bears is the right number for them. I mean, Adam Rank – I mean, Adam Rank on uh, – I think it was like Good Morning and a Good Morning Football or something like that said, like, hey, like – they can possibly win double digits this year. And I was like looking at it. I'm like, there's no fucking way. Right. And then I looked, like you said, I kind of looked at the schedule, but I'm like, still, there's no way. I was like, I think most of these teams are better. Like obviously the two being big games, I think are L's, uh, even the Minnesota ones. Like, I think those are going to be, I don't trust, I don't trust. You don't think so? Cause I feel like people are, I don't know. And I don't get it. They why? are. Why? I kind of agree with that. Because the twins, because the twins no, are doing well. Too many question marks around. Cousins. Because because of Cousins, look, he has Jefferson, or he has yeah Jefferson as the wide receiver, and he still has Dalvin Cook behind him. The offensive line is okay at best. And and uh 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 uh, uh, uh I forgot the dude's tight end, right? The, the tight end that they got who was pretty decent. I'm, I I had him in my fantasy league oh. last year as a backup. I, yeah, it's a decent team. But it's still Rudolph. Kirk Cousins. Rudolph, I think it's who you're thinking of. No, Kyle Rudolph, I don't think he's... Was he still there? That was somebody else. No, he was the Giants last year. It was somebody else. It was somebody else. I needed him for a game. 
That's all I know. He was a starting tight end for the yeah. for the Vikings. I need him for a game. Nonetheless, that's not the point. The point is, it's Kirk Cousins, guys. How long has Kirk Cousins been in Minnesota, <laughs> and where has he taken Minnesota to? No, exactly. Literally nowhere. The only team that kind of yeah. were like, okay, I might have a little question mark on them, how they may or may not be good, is probably the Detroit Lions, simply because how well they played last year, even though their record mm-hmm. set otherwise. But they were in very close games. Throughout the whole entire season, and mm-hmm. they took a they took a W out of the Green Bay Packers the last game of the season. That's the only team to me they did. is the only one where it's kind of like it could flip to where the Bears could win the ten games to where it could go down to seven eight. That's it. The Lions will still be the Lions, and until proven otherwise. Other than that, guys, look, you have the Jets, sure. you have the Giants in your schedule. I don't believe in the Dolphins and Tua whatsoever. Well, I don't believe in Tua whatsoever, no matter who he has around. You know, you got the Falcons in there somewhere thrown in there. Um, it, it, it's it's guys, it's it's there. The schedule is there, and if the Bears could pull this off, ten wins, I can't see it. You guys could join me because the, the two other seven. guys on my podcast they don't want to join on this train. I need people to hop on. They don't. They don't. You, you know, I don't know, man. I I I get it. I get the Kirk Cousins like he hasn't done shit, and I've been preaching that for a while too, but. I, I don't know what it is. Like people, like 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 Jack said, people are high on them. I I don't know. I I just don't think they can take both from Minnesota. At most, maybe one. Right? Obviously, they can split it, but they're losing two against Green Bay. Um, maybe you know going one and one against the Vikings, and then like you said, you brought up the Lions. Like they were in close games last year, and maybe they go one and one against the Lions too. So that is a what? That's a two and four record against the North. Um, so I just, you know, I, for me, I don't, I don't think it's there and like new coach, new, new everything really. Right. The only consistence are what, you know, Roquan, uh, Mooney and Montgomery, you know, field the second year. Uh, it's just gonna, it's just a new regime. I just don't know if they got it in them for 10 wins. Um, maybe at most nine or eight. Yeah. <laughs> The defense. Defense bailed them out of yeah. pretty much every game well, last Well, not every game. Most games. You know, it's it's a yeah. team that has laid most on their games. defense for pretty much every game in the last three years. That defense got significantly worse this year. I think we can agree with that. It did. Defensive line, uh, yes. And we still don't know. On the line, yes. Secondary, oh, linebacker. We have a... I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I will fight you on that one, Jack. I will fight you on that. I love, I love. I'm a full believer in Jalen Johnson, but the rest of it's unproven. And I am. I am such. I am so out on Eddie Jackson. It's not even funny. So that's that's where my concerns are. Uh, I. I. I Jack. So my concern is the defense isn't going to carry him this year. And yes, it's a new regime. Let's see what happens. I. I my personal opinion is I like to set my expectation low with this team because then it could just be better from there. Truthfully, I'm happy with six wins, and that's where my expectation is with this team. But Jack said World Series for the Sox. Again, that's true. Hey, man, look, I said that. I said the same thing, too. Okay, all right, let me. You said it to curse them, though. I said it literally. I literally meant it when I said the White Sox winning the World Series. I meant it. But then, like, deep down, it's all like, I know I probably set a curse on them. I'm just going right along with the curse. Um, 
No, I, I, I mean, defensive line, I think that's the only main issue that the Bears' wife kind of feel like, okay, that's going to be the only question mark on the defensive side of the ball. Linebacking now, I, with Rokon running running the linebacking crew, I think they're going to be well set up and well prepared. Secondary, I felt like they got a tad bit better, especially now that your first, you know, your first two picks mm-hmm. came out were secondary help anyway. So the one thing that yeah. hurt Eddie Jackson being Eddie Jackson was that he, all he had to do was – all he is is a ball hawking player. He's not that player that will that will chase down your best wide receiver or will be at the place right place at the right time or it or making a play at the right place at the right time. He will mainly be there to eat up your errors if you, you know, commit errors. And that's what made yeah. him successful his first year with that defense made him successful with all those interceptions and bringing backs and, and making that tough on on that defense, right? He's not a big hitter. You can tell on an open field he can't tackle if his life depended mm-hmm. on him, right? I we us three could do better no, than God, that. No. Right? But <laughs> Eddie Jackson's skill set, even in Alabama, was that ball hawking I will eat if you commit an error, you are mine. And that's Eddie Jackson's ML. Yeah. And now with the players that he has around him, I feel like he finally has from Jalen Johnson <laughs> on to Kyler Gordon and everybody else that that's on there. He he I feel that secondary will be improved not a lot, but just enough. But the defensive line does scare me just a just a tad. And I think and I think that kind of played into what Eddie Jackson is, how you described him, right? Like his he was great, you know, when he first came in or second year, whatever it was, right? Because it was it was dependent on Khalil Mack rushing, that defensive line getting through, penetrating, because like you said, errors, bam, quarterback throws it a little too soon. Maybe his wide receivers are ready, bam, there's Eddie Jackson, right, for the interception and the you know, the pick six. So and and if the if the line, you know, got worse and Roquan is still Roquan, like it's I still don't think it's enough because even Robert Quinn, he had a great year last year. No, no doubt about it. Um, I don't think he replicates that by any means. Um, but I think I, they might even fucking get rid of Robert Quinn for something this year, you know? So you never, I, I just don't think that line and, and the rushing and, and just everything that happened in 2018 to make Eddie Jackson look amazing is going to happen this year. And I think, like you said, you know, he's a ball hawking guy. He's going to get interceptions if, if the quarterback makes errors. But the quarter, I don't I don't think we have a defense that's going to penetrate their uh, offensive lines enough to, to, to cause the uh, quarterback to make errors, to make Eddie Jackson look as good as he used to, you know? I mean, I agree with that. I, I, we, we just hope, right? <laughs> but I know secondary-wise, I'm with you. I, I, I think they're better. It's just that, that front. And if that front, it, I, look, if they get rid of Robert Quinn, then I'm back down to where everybody's mm-hmm. at, where I see six, seven wins, because they're going to have no pressure on the quarterback. And, and trust me, yeah. like my my mind with this team coming in with this roster screams out ten. The moment you take out players, screams less and less. <laughs> I'll, I'll come back down to earth, yeah, but true, right now, true. but right now with this team structured the way it is, guys, I see 10, 10, 10 to eleven wins possibly. That's if you split one of those games with the Vikings and and Green Bay. I highly doubt it. I still think they're gonna get swept, but I know for a fact that they could they could take one and one from uh from the Vikings and the Lions. If they, if they get at least they, 10, they get at least 10 wins, Eric, I you will, are my God. you are my God. I will follow you to the ends of the earth. 
I will do whatever you ask me to do at this point. If they get to 10 to 11 wins, like you are that guy. Look, for Chicago all, my, all, that the, all the guys, you know, that, that follow and watch our podcast, they think I'm crazy. I got a jersey, but if the Bears do win 10 games, a guy will personally buy me not just the replica jerseys. And I'm not talking about even the yeah. ones that cost 150, just the stitch ones. I'm talking about full on let the play what the players wear sweat on their back type of jersey. I got another jersey bag with that one. Let's go. And then dude. I and then me and my buddy from, from from the podcast. I have if he's a Mitch fan, and he, and it's just wins mm-hmm. based off of the Steelers and the Bears. If the Bears get more wins than the Steelers, I get 224 pack and a, and a and an outing for dinner. So. Look, Let's I have go, my I my whole I love that <laughs> my my life on the Bears season so far this year, just so I can prove people wrong. <laughs> and I'm those are the guys that are not inviting on the, on, on the bandwagon train once they once they become good. You guys are good. You guys can join on. <laughs> I, I don't, I'll accept All you right, guys. Good, if good, you guys say God. no now, you guys will be accepted first before then. All right. <laughs> Okay. okay. So I, I need to see a few more things before I get on that train, but I, I think it's alive. True, it's alive. Hey, look, I, yeah. I'll, I'll be that conductor, bro. You're more than welcome. Trust me. I'm I'm tooting that horn every single week. <laughs> the one that's gonna stay quiet for sure is week two against the Packers, where I'm just gonna be like, it's the Packers, y'all. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. Yeah, right. Yeah, but we'll I'll see. tune it louder if they win, though. Trust me. Right. I'll scream it out to the heavens. Oh, I I know you will. I know you uh, don't, will. Don't let them start showing um, up. But yeah, I think all of our, I think all of our, our listeners are going to be like, if Eric is right, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I would love to fucking see that. But um, yeah, that was that was that was a uh, Bears breakdown. Let's move on to hitting the green. Jack, give us the update. Updates interesting. We're going to find this one interesting. Uh, we'll start it here. Charles Barkley in talks with Live Golf to leave the NBA. Panelist, uh, what? It has been rumored. He's been talking with Greg Norman, uh, the person who's in charge of the Live wow. Golf. He has said it needs to be a lucrative deal for him to leave an eight-figure contract that he has with TNT. Uh, but he's open to it, and he's telling people to to take this serious. And it's a really depressing and um, annoying thought. Uh, yeah, so I thought you guys find that very, you know, surprising. But, uh, yeah, so show the Open open Championship at St. Andrews. Cameron Smith of Australia took home his first major, his first Open title. He shot a 64 on Sunday to beat out Rory McIlroy by one stroke. That's ridiculous. Since he is Australian, the big rumor of the week, basically, since the Open, has been, is Cam Smith going to live live golf? They've reported the offer to him about 130 about forty million dollars extra going his way after winning the open, and uh, we'll see. So it's it's been an interesting topic in the golf world this week. They're at the three M Open, a little bit of a quieter tournament, obviously, but uh, it sounds like people are starting to take Live Tour a little bit more serious as they're they're attacking the PGA. They took one of their long term uh, long. Uh, term uh, announcers and, and David Fogarty, who's a great guy, he's a comedian and, and very knowledgeable in golf, which was mm. sad to see, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, nothing too crazy. Tiger did miss the cut, unfortunately. He enjoyed his time and did get a healthy he yeah. um, applause walking up 18 on his second round. I do think he teared up a little bit. It was a bit of an emotional time. He has said the old course at St. Andrews is one of his favorites, if not favorite course that he's played. So 
Um, always, um, always got to turn on the tape, TV on these days when Tiger's on the course because you never know when it's going to be ended. There's some days you see and you can tell it's it's bothering him a lot. And there's some days where not so much. So hopefully, you know, the guy keeps keeps on keeps on trucking, but. Unfortunately, I don't know how much longer we'll be seeing Tiger Woods on the golf course. Couple, couple things. Cameron Smith of Australia, uh, winning. He's got, he's got a mullet. I love that. Already love that. Um, secondly, Charles Barkley doing live golf. Oh, that would be entertainment. That is entertainment, and they knew exactly who to go for. He, he probably golfs. That's fine. Like he probably does it right. But him, like, announcing golf, like, just, like, for him to stay quiet, as golf announcers do, is going to be difficult for him. That's just going to be entertaining. And then um, the third thing. A lot of people I remember were like, man, I'm going to – I got to get my kids playing basketball because that's where the money's at. Golf is getting there. Golf is fucking getting there. You're going to tell me you're going to pay me $130 million to play golf? Absolutely. 100%. It's a leisure sport, for Christ's sakes, right? Like, I'm going to do it for 130 mil. You're damn right I am. So I'm going to try to become a golfer. And then when I eventually have kids, yeah, they're going to be uh, golfers as well. You're telling me we're having a crack one uh, media golf outing uh, next year? I think so. I think that is the. Uh, I think that is going to be the, uh, the the deal. So I got to start practicing now, uh, Eric. I don't know how much golf you play, but I think we got to get to it. Yeah. So yeah. So just just, just mini golf right there, guys. At, 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 um, at uh, Navy Pier. So if you guys need somebody to, to putt very well, I, I'm your guy. I can read the greens perfectly. Other than that, I'm happy Gilmoring almost every single shot. Oh, every 100%. single shot. I am I happy go mooring everything. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm, I'm down it. for that, though. Eric, what are you thinking? I'm down, I'm down for that golf outing. I, I promise you not. Hey, baseball and baseball and uh, and golf are probably going to be the two sports. I'm, uh, you know, I love I love my football. I love my soccer, the real football and everything. I love it with all my heart. But if you talk yeah. about guaranteed contracts, boy, golf and baseball, golf <laughs> and baseball. <laughs> Yes, sir. That's gonna sir. be yeah. That's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. I love that idea. I love that idea. And then we'll just yeah, we'll mini putt Navy Pier. It'll be fine. It won't be under thirty mil. Maybe it'll be a twelve pack. Uh, and that's kind of oh, about it. Right? Twelve. I'll do it for twenty four. Nothing less than the twenty four, bro. Nothing less. Than, the only twelve pack I will I will get from you or receive are the are the forties from Sam's Club for the Corona Familiares. Like that's the only twelve pack I will receive. Yes. Other than yes. that, nothing less than a twenty-four if it's just regular bottles. I'm putting that in paper right now. Like, all right, we'll we'll get the contracts written up. We'll we'll get signatures. But my people will talk to your people. We'll get we'll it all done. I'm down. Maybe <laughs> Pierre. Don't they have one too in uh in Millennium Park too? Don't they have like a like a Chicago thing mini mini golf thing? Some I Do think they? so. I think so. I think you're oh, right. no. There's one on Belmont Harbor. They're, they're, they're scattered they're around. They're scattered around. I know there's one on the rooftop. Or you know what we could... Oh, that would be... Oh, there's that one on the rooftop somewhere nice. in downtown Chicago. I have to find that. I think I had a buddy of mine who put it on a Snapchat story the other day. So I'm going I'm to reach out to him. But that, that's, that would that's be nice. Scene. And then, Or even like... 
even go to like North Ave Beach and just like make our own on the sand. I don't know if you guys saw that picture like on Instagram or something. Someone made their own like uh, chorus. It was pretty dope. Um, so yeah, we could read the sand on that one. Not really much the greens, but we'll we'll, we'll get something done. Crackwood Media, JCA Sports, uh, mini mini putt. Uh, maybe it's JCA versus Crack One. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a little competition in there. I like that. I like that. If we do a little wolf like ball one think... time, a little golf, mini golf, maybe a little. You know, we can make it the. Uh... I'm, I... I promise I'll be just absolutely hammered during oh, all dude, those that's <laughs> Like you can't play if your blood if your blood alcohol is not above point five, bro. Like that's it. Like you, you know, you cannot join or play if that's if your level's not that. Or what is it? What's the like? What's the limit? What's the? You're not allowed. What is it? Point eight. Yeah, point you have to be at least at right there, flirting with like a point seven, point six, the minimum. We just have to be sloppy minimum. with it. That's that's all it's just gonna be. <laughs> Uh, so everybody listening, watch Ooh, out for that. That'd uh, be we great definitely put for the summer up. next year. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. But uh, yeah, man, uh, you guys got anything else for today's episode? Uh, well, for us guys, you guys are more than welcome. We are doing our third annual fantasy football uh, league this year for the JCA Sports Podcast. Uh, prizes. Uh, reach out to everybody who, who you know who you guys are interested in fantasy football. If you guys are interested or anybody else, more than welcome to join in. The prize is a $100 gift card and a sweet-ass, dope-ass trophy. Um, last year, Ooh. last now two years ago, was my compadre, who we first started off with 10. Last year, we had 40 people participating in our Fantasy Football League. Oh, wow. And so we're, we're trying to get there. I think we're like halfway through, if that, maybe so. Um, last year's defending champ, yeah. though. Hi. Hi, guys. You're looking at him. <laughs> You're looking at him. So, yeah, my trophy, I'll, I'll of be, course, it'll be of a display course. right there. I will display it throughout the whole entire year. Every podcast, you'll see the fantasy football trophy behind <laughs> me. But, uh, yeah, third annual this year. Love We're it. trying to get the more, more the merrier. If you, got, you guys are more than welcome. Uh, if you guys don't follow us on Facebook, under the John Konati Facebook page, all you guys really got to do is just literally putting your first and last name, and you're automatically in. That's it. It's free to, it's free to join. Easy. Simple. Simple free to join and you get a hundred dollar gift cards uh at the end if you win the if you're the champion with the trophy that you get to claim for the whole entire year so uh that's that's basically what we got i think the closing date where's my phone the closing date for ours is august 10th and we draft the 21st or the 14th i'm not i'm not too 100 sure but it's on a sunday where we do the draft for the jc right. podcast yep you guys are down nice nice oh that's i mean that's that's free dude i, I absolutely <laughs> jack i like the word free and i like the word gift card two for two all right i'll put you guys in you guys will be in i'll, I'll send you guys the link for it or right, well i'll put you guys on the list oh definitely and, please uh, do through yahoo is where we do it all right so uh, so we got two but yeah you guys more than that's welcome that's to let's go wherever you guys want to bring in you can bring them into as well if they're really highly into it we got all we got guys and girls in this league man so everybody it's good it's a good competition, man. So it's it's interesting. Uh, word of advice: How to win this tournament? Don't try, because that's what I did last year and I won. That's 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 the key. That's the word of advice for the day. Don't try. Auto draft? No, don't not auto try. draft. I just said okay. Uh, <laughs> so I did okay. Let me do Najee Harris. All right, let me do Lamar Jackson. Let me do uh, Jamar Chase. <laughs> Them three, I won. That was it. That's it. That's all you that's needed, all you needed. Last year. Oh, Let's go. I had, I had the number one in let's every uh, uh, QB ranking for fantasy football or ranking in fantasy football. So, God damn it. 
God damn it. Well, I mean, free. free? Like I said, it's free, guys. Like Jack said, $100 gift card and a trophy? Let's go. I'm down. Um, Speaking of stuff to get to win to get, uh, we are still running our Cubs Bleacher Ticks uh, tickets uh, giveaway on Crack One Media on uh, Instagram. So the game is cards Cardinals at the Cubs Thursday, August 25th at 1.20 Central Time. So tag some friends, mention us in your story, and you guys are already uh, entered to win those tickets. Uh, and then have your friends give us a follow on Crackwood Media. Um, Eric, where can they find you, JCA, and all the guys on yeah, uh, social media? Uh, J-O-N-C-O-N-A-V-I on Facebook. Uh, that's John Konavi on Facebook. You can find us. Me personally, if you want me, I don't know why. But if you do want to be my friend on Facebook, it's my first full name. It's my full name, Eric Saul Avila. <laughs> Uh, and uh, every all our social media uh, platforms, just JCA Sports, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm missing something else. YouTube, all, all basically all major platforms. You can find us all on there. We put in contact over like once or twice a week. Um, and our podcast every Monday and Wednesday at seven. So tune in there on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. So that's all the platforms. Sweet. Plus with our other shows, Sports Strip Live. If you guys are into MMA, UFC, wrestling. All that good stuff on Wednesday nights, and I'm off holiday for the soccer podcast. I'll be back on, I think, next week or two, depending and see how I feel. We'll mm-hmm. be back too on it. So, <clears throat> yep, we, trust me, we're live. We, we work a lot. We we we're trying to make this one possible. You know, with you I guys, with the collaboration that we have with you guys, we're trying to make it big. You guys, if we big, yeah. if we make it big, you guys make it big too with us. So, trust me, we'll take you guys Hell with. Yeah. Hell yeah, let's go. I love it. Uh, go follow JCA and Eric uh, and all the things he mentioned, all the social medias. And if you guys want to follow us on Instagram at Crack One Media, uh, you could go to crackonemedia.com, check out the blogs, the page, the, the, the pods, everything. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at and now Rick. Jack is at Siffy Man on Twitter and YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, just type in Crack One Media and you'll get to our page. Uh, Jack, you got anything else, man? Someone, someone's gonna win some tickets, so it's just a matter of who wants them. Yeah, go enter the giveaway. Otherwise, uh, big trade uh, deadline episode for three up, three down next week. Eric, it is always a pleasure. Let me know when we got the soccer podcast going back on. I think uh, Eric Tanhag's got me a little bit more confident in my Red Devils than than I thought I would, but let's see what happens with CR Seven. <laughs> It's a conversation for another day. It's a conversation for another day. He's going back but, to he's going uh, to Madrid. Boys, a, <laughs> they just said no today. They said no today. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. But uh, I am going to go drive home. It was a pleasure doing this episode from a parking lot. Uh, but this is what we do to bring the listeners the best content we can here at Crackle Media. Yeah, Eric, thanks for joining us. It's always a pleasure seeing you. Uh, same here, guys. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you guys um, for having me on here. So it's fun. It's always fun. I, I, I like talking to you guys, you know? Dude, it's, it's a it's good time. A time. It's always a good time. So from Eric, Jack, and myself, see ya. See ya.
niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Like nigga, who's you? Welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Them all these little screw niggas, they lame. Fuck with them, I can't. Basic mounted and strange. Vision faded and plainer. Ex nigga, one really bitty was on some bitch shit. Wasn't a fan of your figure. And I only like the skinny women. Shit, I like my women plus size. No lie, that why I stretch my on your butt thighs. That's fine by me. She cooks whenever I slide. Pasta burger, french fry. Sometimes I don't even eat. She fuck with my verses. My fluffy, she swear she let me eye Kiss on her tummy, my tummy XL it fit her perfect Won't catch me lurking at all My Richard once I spit all Since so proud and so tall Those cheeks around the applause Over and over and over again Told my homie and my parents We were only just friends At first, I couldn't let my secret out then It's getting deeper now But I don't care what others think about me Came out of depression Had to pick up the penny Get skinny nigga Thick wallet chubby chasing them Benjamins now Tribe got all day to change the name so we winning again. Sound partial. Hey, welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Like, nigga, who's you? Welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. They're all these little screw niggas that.